Hi, I'm Gail from Europod. Before enjoying your podcast, allow me to say a few words about Europe Talks Back. In the third season of Europe Talks Back, I want to uncover the topics that matter or should matter to all of us. From gender to bodies and sex, digital to migration and urban landscapes, and everything in between. Rather than focusing on macro-level policies, let's zoom in and talk to the brave activists and volunteers with lived experience, who are working directly with marginalized communities to further equity, justice, and liberation for all. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sometimes history can accelerate so much. While I was still recovering from the Greek crisis in July 2015, after the shock of the financial crisis and the Greek crisis, Angela Merkel faces a new challenge. A challenge that will earn her a place in history books. But first, some background. After World War II, Europe faced its biggest migration flaws of the century. New borders in Europe led to millions of people fleeing their cities. Jews from all over Europe had fled to save their lives. And this trauma, along with the bloodiest war ever, is still vivid when you read the Declaration of Human Rights of 1948. It is a declaration of basic principles of human rights and freedoms. Article 13. 1. Everyone has the right to freedom of movement and residence within the borders of each state. 2. Everyone has the right to leave any country, including his own, and to return to his country. Article 14. 1. Everyone has the right to seek and to enjoy in other countries asylum from persecution. The Declaration recognizes an absolute right to emigrate, a right to flee, to be a refugee and to leave your country to save your life. But this right comes without a duty for countries to harbor refugees. Immigration policies still always depend on the sovereignty of each state. Borders matter for Europe. After all, the European project was designed with the aim to make internal borders fade away. And for about half a century after the Second World War, this is what Europe did. Walls, fences, controls and customs patrols became fewer, slowly disappearing, The freedom of movement of people is a European right. But since the summer of 2015, and for the first time since the Berlin Wall fell, walls are being built up again. 
barbed wire fences are making a comeback. Customs officers are patrolling along national frontiers. So, what happened? My question to Angela Merkel. La mia domanda ad Angela Merkel. Ma question a Angela Merkel. Mi pregunta Angela Merkel. A Europod series. Episode 8. Angie says, wir schaffen das. And the extremes go mad. On the 19th of April 2015, Italian Prime Minister Matteo Renzi receives a phone call. Border patrols are on the line. A boat carrying 700 migrants off the shores of Lampedusa is about to sink. For years, Lampedusa, this tiny island in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea, has been one of the main transit points for migrants crossing the sea to go to Europe on smugglers' boats. Accidents like that weren't unusual. It had happened before, and it still happens today. But on this day of spring 2015, Renzi couldn't take more of these tragedies. This wasn't about Italy. This was about Europe and what it claims to stand for and whether European values included letting people drown at its doors. This is the beginning of what will be named as the migration crisis, a European turmoil in which Merkel is the main protagonist, along with this man, Jean-Claude Juncker. At that time, Juncker was the European Commission president. I remember a lot about this difficult period for her and for Europe. Contrary to popular belief, we phoned and we saw each other daily throughout August 2015. I was on vacation, so was she. We called each other on the phone every day. Juncker and Merkel were working hand in hand during the crisis. Both of them were in favour of a common European asylum system. According to the 2013 Dublin regulation, if you first come to Italy, then your entire asylum request has to be processed in Italy. And if you try to register in any other place, you'll just be sent back to Italy. Even if most of the refugees and migrants arriving on their shores do not want to stay in Italy. They want to go to Northern Europe, places like Germany. Renzi, Angela Merkel or European institutions are willing to change this. But not everyone agreed with that proposal. Eastern European countries refused categorically. This is the first time that Merkel seemed to be incoherent with the OSI approach. She was not acting as an Eastern European political leader. Her decisions were motivated and marked by memories of German history. A different history from that of other former communist regimes. When I talked to European affairs journalist Florence Sautré, she explained to me the effect that he had. The toughest stance with regard to the Western Balkan route was a new phenomenon. That is what I observed at the time. It was getting absolutely toxic for Europe as a whole. Everybody wrote about it and could see it. Not having any external borders forced the re-establishment of internal borders. Meanwhile, Hungary 
built electrical fences on its southern border with Serbia and Croatia. Those walls and fences created clusters at the borders. Images of these clusters would then be further used to nourish the myth of a mass invasion, which would then allow some member states to revive a myth that was tending to fade, the myth of the protective state in the face of external aggression. But instead of being a foreign military force, this time the demonized invaders were asylum seekers. Do you remember Joyce Musaban, professor in comparative politics at the University of Missouri? We interviewed her to get insights on Merkel's rise in politics. It was very clear that there was something in Merkel's core values that made her inherently sensitive to this issue. She was very much concerned about human rights and freedom of movement. But there again, it's kind of confusing because part of that is because she grew up in Eastern Germany, which denied people human rights, freedom of conscience, and freedom of movement. Or is it because she was the pastor's daughter? So these things kind of blended together in the larger refugee crisis. The Berlin Wall was the last wall that would prevent freedom of movement in Germany. As long as she was in charge, she would make sure of that. Germany's public opinion was largely pro-migration in 2015. Even most conservatives and business groups were making the case of migration. Germany as one of the oldest populations in Europe. And migration, on the other hand, brings in young and active people. In the late summer of 2015, long discussions were held in the Bundestag. As migration flows from the Balkans were so important, what should be done about Germany's border with Austria? She did not want to close the borders, nor did she want to deploy military forces at the Austrian-German border, unlike Horst Seehofer, who was previously Bavaria's prime minister and is currently minister of the interior. He strongly criticized her on this matter. I remember that he scolded her in front of everyone during a congress of the CSU, the Bavarian branch of the German Christian Democrats, to which she had been invited. Although this was a very unpleasant experience, she held her own. In the end, it was decided that the borders would remain open. And between 2015 and 2016, Germany would grant asylum to over 1.2 million people. The key moment was on August the 24th at 8 past 10 a.m. when the German Foreign Office posts a tweet. We have to give humane and decent shelter to vulnerable refugees, no matter where in Europe they arrive. From now on, the Dublin rules, saying that asylum requests have to be processed on where you arrive in Europe, do not apply anymore. Then there was the whole case regarding the discovery of the bodies of 70 migrants in a lorry in Austria. Similarly to the nuclear issue, she realized that the horror and potential violence resulting from this situation kept on escalating. She realized that there was a breakage point. This paves the way to, maybe, Angela Merkel's biggest political move, 
On the 31st of August, at a press conference, she said the now famous words. Wir schaffen das. We can do it. We can manage. This will become the slogan of her welcoming policies. On the 2nd of September 2015, a photo came out. A photo that horrified people all across Europe. A picture of a three-year-old boy. It was found dead on a Turkish beach. His name was Aylan Kurdi. His family was trying to reach Greece by boat when it capsized. The survivors of Alan Kurdi's family eventually got asylum in Canada. In Munich, at the railway station, refugees were welcomed by a welcoming German crowd. But unfortunately, that enthusiasm won't last. On New Year's Eve, as the year 2016 is about to start, utter confusion takes on German cities. 1,200 women all over Germany reported to have been sexually assaulted that night. More than half of those assaults took place in Cologne. But what appeared relentlessly in the headlines was the profile of the perpetrators of the assaults. They were described as, I quote, North African, Arab, foreign. Without any further information, certain media outlets and some politicians made an immediate shortcut. They associated this identification with the refugees that had been taken in just a few months before. Sadly, these horrific events had a long-term effect on the rise of racism and Islamophobia in Germany. In the following year, negative views on asylum seekers peaked. Anti-refugee demonstrations multiplied. Wir schaffen das nicht. We can't do it. Or even, wir wollen das nicht schaffen. We don't want to do it. This movement found its political representation in the far-right anti-EU party the AFD. The AFD, or Alternative for Deutschland, had been founded in 2013. As Merkel's policies became more centrist on migration, the AFD's xenophobic discourses grew more popular. Although her critics claim that she created the AFD, her supporters argue that she saved the CDU's honor. Nowadays, the far-right position is clearly visible. However, the interpretation, one thing is sure, the AFD is rising. In the last elections in 2017, they gathered 12.6% of the national vote going up by almost eight points since the last elections four years ago and becoming the most powerful opposition party in the Bundestag. Wherever you are from, do not come to Europe. Do not believe the smugglers. Do not risk your lives and your money. It is all for nothing. This is Donald Tusk, the former European Council president. Dutch PM Mark Rutte was becoming more and more vocal on his anti-migrant stand. After long discussions, Merkel and Rutte agreed that in order to prevent further constructions of walls along internal borders, they had to act, and I quote, upstream of EU borders. Once again, Merkel took the lead, 
she took the initiative to pay a visit to Turkish Prime Minister Hamet Devatoglu. Turkey hosted up to three million refugees at the time, but the country was also a place of transit from where migrants would try reaching Greece by boat. Merkel acted without informing any of the other leaders, whilst negotiating in the name of the EU. She did not free herself from EU rules, but she put them aside. She used the European Council as a diplomatic body to find a solution with Turkey. In this case, she felt very much at ease because she liked diplomacy. Turkey was struggling to cope and was welcoming refugees in very poor conditions. So their advantage in an agreement would be to get financial compensation. Months later, after these informal negotiations, a summit was held in Brussels, a summit that had largely been orchestrated by Merkel. The treaty established quarters of refugees that Europe would take in. In return, Turkey was bound to take back irregular migrants arriving on the Greek coast. In addition, Turkey would get 3 billion euros from the EU, a budget supposed to be used to improve the situation of Syrian refugees in Turkey. It was not conclusive. She later drew conclusions from the situation, namely dealing with the external frontier issue, not the entire external border, but the one with Turkey. But don't be fooled when they present the deal as a win-win for everyone. The statement agreed on the EU looking away when it came to the ways in which the Greek administration dealt with refugees on their islands. In the islands of Lesbos and Chios, refugees see their freedoms immediately restricted as they are put in detention camps, where they are detained in precarious conditions, violating the Geneva Convention, the Convention on the Rights of Asylum Seekers. So, I believe that she soon realized much bigger things were at stake than fiscal stability as before in the economic crisis, because the refugee crisis of 2015 threatened the core of the humanitarian values that have held the Western world together for centuries, by leaders of countries that in the 21st century treated persecuted families with babies in their arms as if these families were invaders threatening the European morals and way of life. And in that case, Merkel's attitude was crucial in managing this crisis, at least in a way compatible with the fundamental principles of humanism. You might have recognized the voice of former Greek Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras. Merkel has a defining role in maintaining Germany's borders open and acting with humanity in welcoming, but also in favor of the integration of refugees in Germany. I think that there she showed quick reflexes. She made quick decisions. She was forced to make them and she paid the political cost for them. I remember in the beginning the slogan was we welcome refugees and the positive picture was represented by the human face of Germany. Later, the picture was different. The picture was to find solutions to close the borders. 
Nevertheless, however, I repeat, it was a good thing that in the leadership of Germany at that time, there was a person who valued human life and behaved the way she did. If there was someone from the same party in the leadership, an extremist or a populist, I think Europe would have experienced perhaps one of the darkest pages of its history. Merkel failed to promulgate a common European asylum system. She couldn't federate all EU members around that issue. And the deal on Turkey left a bitter aftertaste to the European Council. But on the other hand, Germany taking in refugees and leading successful integration policies will come to prove the anti-migration xenophobia wrong. As she was strongly criticized, I told the Bild Zeitung during an interview that history would prove her right. And it is about to. Merkel's actions during the crisis enhances her role on the international stage, to the extent to which she'll soon have to take on responsibility she might not want. My question to Angela Merkel. La mia domanda ad Angela Merkel. Ma question a Angela Merkel. Mi pregunta Angela Merkel. A Europod series. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Do you want to hear more podcasts that get to the bottom of things that stand out in the ambient noise? Join Europod. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our newsletter. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Discover our brand new website at www.europod.eu and join us in our fight. Europod. Clear the noise, start to listen. <laughs>